0: And I pray that through your word, you will speak and minister to us. And all God's people say, Amen. And I believe this morning, I felt like to revisit one of those uh, things that God has put in our heart. So for those who have been here since the day we started, June 25th, that was last year. When I say this, it might be a repetition. This is the second time I'm sharing this message. It's called Foundations. So I felt in my heart to share this again, just to make sure that we are all on the same page. What we believe what is Papa's house? It's not like one crazy guy you know, wearing a t-shirt and a jeans trying to do some... or a girl's trying to jump up and down. Uh, but it's not that. It's not about being cool, clever or cute. That's not Papa's house. What is Papa's house? I have four things which I shared almost a year ago but I believe to revisit again so we know what we believe and I believe if we understand the DNA in us so we also can multiply the DNA to others around us. So the first thing I felt this morning... I will read this statement. Probably some of you might know when I read this statement. When we avoid the war we are born for, we enter into a war that we don't have grace for. What does that mean? There are some battles God calls us to fight. But there are some battles we just need to wait. The Lord fights for us. Can I be honest with you? The hardest part for me, I don't know which one is mine, which one is the Lord's. Can, can somebody can echo that? That's the challenging part. And honestly... I probably will never get it fully, but it's about taking risk. Inconvenience is the first thing. Change people, when we talk about change. But then they don't see the growth. That's why many people don't take risk. And when you don't take risk, I told my wife, you know, the worst thing could happen is we would miserably fail by coming here, moving here. People would be like, ah, it's too far. I'm not going to go. The roads are messed up. You know, I have a low chassis car. I'm trying Ferrari. It's like something will be like miserably we will fail but at least we have taken a risk that's what i told my wife so i don't know how it's going to happen but what i'm going to share i believe it's going to be a highlighting for many of us so sarah sometimes god challenges us you need to take a risk and we take a risk and we do that but there are times that you don't take a risk you just stand in the place god fights the battle and your battle is by praising and declaring him okay so i want to challenge us want to give you uh, four principles but before we get into that I saw this, one of the man of God said this, The heart of God is the Father, the face of God is Jesus, the voice of God is the Holy Spirit, and the hand of God is the Church. Can I repeat this again? The heart of God is the Father, the face of God is Jesus, the voice of God is the Holy Spirit, and the hand of God is the Church. That means there is a synchronization in all this. We can't say I am the Church of Jesus Christ when we don't love one another. Are we following? So we can't say I am follower of Jesus when I have bitterness towards others. There's a sequence to it. That's what it means. The word fellowship basically means I am better with you than without you. So why we call fellowship means I need you. Reinhard Bonke says fellowship means two fellows in a ship. Well, That's kind of funny but the reality is the word fellowship means I am much better being with you than without you. That's what the whole meaning of fellowship hanging out together in the presence of God. Okay, so I have felt this morning to share these four foundational truths of Papa's house. This is what we believe. The first foundation of Papa's house is the name of Jesus. And when I mention the word name of Jesus, the name denotes a character. Name tells who that person is. Name, say for example, when I say, when I pick a person, Kranti, when I mention him, we know who is Kranti. Kranti is a quiet introvert, but he's also very loyal, he's committed, he's, he's faithful to his obligations. So, the name defines who the person is. So, when we mention the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus mentions something very beautiful. He never lies. That means, in Jesus, there is no lie, only truth. That's why I've said this before. When a truth moves from concept to conviction, it changes our behavior. What does it mean? When the truth moves from an idea to a person, it sets us free. That's why John 8 says, Truth you will know and through the truth you will be free. What does it mean? Jesus you will know, through Jesus you will set free. But what happens when we don't know the truth? We fall into a lie. And what happens to the lie? lie becomes a great trap in our life. And when we start believing a lie, I've said this before, we will empower a liar. And when we empower a liar... Truth has no hold in our lives. Henry Noman, I don't know anybody knows Henry Noman. Henry Noman is a wonderful Dutch priest and he left being a successful Dutch priest and he went to Canada to take care of special needs kids. And he wrote this beautiful five lies of identity. I will read this to you. This is the first lie. Enemy says, I am what I have. So that means if you have 10 rupees in your bank account, that's what they will say. That's who you are. You are a loser hello I am what I have second I am what I do hello first your position second your occupation third lie I am what other people say or think of me Steve Jobs you all know Steve Jobs Steve Jobs like everybody we all have a dirty past Steve Jobs this is not like I'm gossiping about him it's on the international article in CNN and then and his daughter Steve Jobs before he became very successful he was having a live-in relationship with one girl and then suddenly his girlfriend said at that time his ex-girlfriend said I'm pregnant he ran out of the door and he never came back this girl is the first daughter of Steve Jobs her name is Lauren Jobs or something I forgot her name and later Steve Jobs reconciled with the daughter and brought the daughter in in the second marriage and introduced and when they were growing up second Marriage kids used to ask, "Who is this girl, Daddy?" And Steve Jobs used to say, "This is Daddy's mistake." Imagine hearing, "This is Daddy's mistake." That's what I wrote down here. I am what other people say or think I am. This is a lie. Your opinion is not. What opinion of people does not matters. The opinion of God matters. I want to add into this it's not about what other people say think of me it's not other people what the most important people we value in our life what that people say is what matters to us this girl she is now 42 years old she says all my life I believed I was a mistake of my daddy and this is a lie that torments people fourth lie I am nothing more than my worst moment People say, when you are in a bad temper, you are like a monster. Fifth one, I am nothing less than my best moment. So these are the five lives. Let me recap this again. I am what I have. I am what I do. I am what other people say or think of me. I am nothing more than my worst moment. I am nothing less than my best moment. And I felt this morning to take some time to dwell on this identity. Because the greatest crisis that we all have in this world is identity. Who am I really? You know, am I going to be accepted? Because there are three levels in every humanity. The first level is the survival level, where we try to meet our ends. Second level is the belonging level, where we kind of want to be empowered. We want to feel connected. You know, that's why Facebook friends, and then you have a close friends. You can add some people on that list. And then the third level, which is the significant level, where we want to make a difference in this world. And I want to challenge us. I don't know what lies you believe. Today is a day that God wants to say, the name of Jesus, that comes your identity. I have some scriptures, it's so beautiful. It says Philippians chapter 2 verse 9. It says, Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. That means, whatever name you have been heard by people, by friends, or by your own family, that name comes under the name of Jesus. Amen. So, If somebody said to you, you are a failure, that comes under the name of Jesus. By the way, let me tell you, failing does not mean you are a failure. Failing means you have just failed once or it's just painful. It's just an event, but that's not your eternal identity. Amen. So I felt in my heart, we're going to take communion, you know, and we're going to share that. But I felt... We can't just go and take a communion. It's not a ritual thing, but it's more we have to connect in our hearts. So this this sermon, it's not more a sermon, it's more like we're gonna speak that over our soul. We're gonna speak that over our soul. The name of Jesus. That's my identity. So I want you to take some few seconds. Just put in your hand on your heart and say, God, you you are the one who defines my identity. You know, we're gonna make some prayer. Just open your mouth. You say, God, you are the one who defines. There is no name above the name of Jesus. Just speak it out, speak it out. So Father, we thank you. The name of Jesus is the highest name, the greatest name and the most honorable name. You call me through your Son. I am your beloved Son. So Father, I take delight in that. I'll read you another scripture. It's a beautiful scripture. Philippians 2.10. It's the second uh, scripture. The name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven, on earth and under the earth. That means nothing in this world can define us. Who defines us? God defines us. Jesus defines us. So nobody in the world can say, Oh, I'm." De- you are defined by where you come from. You know, sometimes people will say, Just like father, like son. Like father, like son. I always tell them, Yes, that's true. Like father, like son. Amen. My new identity is him. Until he says no, it's not no. If he opens doors... It's nobody can close. If he closes, nobody can also open. Hello? This sovereign mind, we need to get it in our, in our hearts and minds. We need to believe the name of Jesus above every name. Amen? So this is the one foundation of Papa's house. So that name of Jesus produces identity. So that means I know who I am in Christ. I am a beloved son and daughter. Turn to someone and say, You are precious in the eyes of Father. You are precious in the eyes of the father. And by the way, this father, say this, this father is in a good mood. He's always in a good mood. You know, the religion says, this is gold. Can I give this gold? I'm not sure. It's too much. The religion says, I decrease, you increase. Kingdom says, you die so I can live. Hello, the last prophet of the Old Testament, who is that? John the Baptist. What did he say? I decrease, you increase. That's why one man of God said, Sunday you are born again, Monday you are dead again. What does that mean? So, I may decrease today because it's Sunday. Monday, I can increase. But the kingdom is very different. The kingdom says... If Christ needs to live, I need to die. The book of Romans, more than 16 times it says we are dead. Hello? Dead, 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 dead. 16 times it says you are dead. And Galatians 4 says, because we are dead in Christ, Christ can rise in us. Amen? So this is the beautiful truth. That means we are not, one man of God asked... uh, uh, this is very funny because we all believe Christ lives in us, right? Yes, yes. That's not a feeling. That's a that's a real truth, right? So we know Christ lives in us. But if we get offended, which part of Christ got offended? That person offended me. Hello, because Jesus took all the offense on the cross. He didn't. Did. So if we are offended, I don't believe. Christ was offended who was offended it was our old nature is still offended are we learning something here so that's my challenge for us so the name of Jesus brings me identity that means I am not worried about what other people think or say who I am I am worried and my concern is what God says in my life amen this identity is the most important thing when you understand this you will less perform more live naturally Performance happens when you don't know your identity. That's where a lot of people perform. They like to prove to someone. And when we don't know who we are, we end up doing stupid stuff. Hello, anybody was in love? First time when you want to prove that you are the... Yes, you try to do something and then it goes horribly wrong. Am I the only person? or You can do it like this Indian style. Yes? And why? Because we don't know... That person, whether they're going to be approved, we're going to be approving that that person going to approve us or not. So I want to challenge us, you know, to think like this. The name of Jesus, our identity. Still three more. The second one, it's beautiful. It's called the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus brings our security. So the first one is our identity. We know that the name of Jesus is the one that defines my life. Nobody defines my life. It's God who defines my life. I am not who people say who I am. I am who God says who I am that defines my identity second one is the blood of Jesus what is the blood of Jesus the greatest insurance policy you can ever have it's the security hello what is the security we have here it's the blood of Jesus it's the blood that shed for us everything so he is our security and I call it blood of Jesus as teflon coating do you know what is a teflon coating teflon coating in in the new suitcases if you buy they have this they advance they tell you this is like a teflon coating what does that mean there is dust proof snow proof I mean as if Vellur has got a lot of snow but they promote it in such a way and then dew proof rain proof and one of my friends bought me a suitcase and and then he told me the price I almost had a heart attack and it was 18,000 rupees for a suitcase and my clothes are only 150 rupees t-shirt inside so if the guy who steals it the deal is not on what he inside you know it's the suitcase and he gave me i said this is for you and i I, I do carry that and walk around and he said this is the new on the market it's called teflon coating you can pour anything i tried literally you pour water it just falls it doesn't penetrate inside that's the blood of jesus what is the blood of jesus that i have a teflon coating that means i'm not offended hello i have the blood of jesus in me you say that's your opinion. The opinion of Jesus is the most important opinion. Turn to someone and say, You have a Teflon coating. <laughs> Tell it in such a way that you mean it. You have a Teflon coating. Okay. Okay, listen. This, this is what I wrote down. Okay. Let's read the scripture. Hebrews 10:19. Therefore, brothers and sisters, this is from NIV, you no? Know? It says, Since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, do you know? The holy place cannot be entered. You know, holiness and faith are like a track, railway track. Okay. One talks to do with our how we approach God, holiness. Okay, holiness is not doing, it's being. Religion teaches you holiness, how to do holiness. Communion Sunday, come in white clothes. That's what religion teaches you. Kingdom does not teach you holiness, kingdom teaches you being holy. That means as He is holy, we are holy. That means we don't get holiness by doing. We get holiness by just being in the presence of God. Amen. Being in the presence of God is not on Sunday. Presence of God is three things. Joy, peace and righteousness. One third of the presence of God is joy. That means depression is not presence of God. Hello. Peace. Peace is not the absence of problem. Peace is the presence of someone in the midst of problem. Hello? I'm on a little preachy mode. And the righteousness is not our righteousness, it's right standing. Who made us right standing? Hello? The Bible says the Old Testament prophets, the priests, have to tremble before the presence of God with their blood. Why? Because they will be one day, if there is any blemish in them, that's the old English word for sin, that you will be killed instantly. But before, that was the case. Now... We don't have a chief prophet. We have a chief high priest. His name is Jesus. Prophets represents God to people. Priest represents people to God. When Jesus died on the cross, God looked at the sacrifice and says, that veil is torn. Now we can boldly enter the throne of grace. So holiness is the one of the track. And another track is called the faith. Without holiness, you can't come closer to God. Without faith, you can't please God. Amen. Hello what is faith? faith is not everything I understand here now I'm going to take a step of faith no that's not faith faith basically means it doesn't make sense I don't have it all here but I know he told me I'm just going to obey and I'm not going to quit say this after me I hear God I take a step of faith and I don't quit the I don't quit is not very powerful Let's do it again. Let's practice. I hear God. I take a step of faith. I don't quit. quit. See, David was called a man after God's own not. You know why? Because he hold on until he saw the promises of God fulfilled in his life. So I want to challenge us to think in such a way that hold on to the promises of God. Hold on to say, yes, God, you have said this. I am not going to give up. I hear God. I take a step of faith. I'm never going to give up. Amen? Amen. So... Ephesians 2.13 Now in Jesus Christ you are once were far away been brought near by the blood of Christ. Hello? So why we are far? Not because Jesus moved us. Holiness in the old covenant is very different. It's based on your, your acts. So you mess up you are far. So that's why Bible says here in, in Ephesians Paul says now because of Christ nobody can pay. You know by the way Only salvation is free in the kingdom Do you know that? Everything else is You have to pay for it Why salvation is free? Because we can't pay That's why he paid Amen Everything else is There is a price to pay So the first thing is Jesus said Okay, you know what? You cannot pay I pay it So you can come boldly That's why Hebrews says Come boldly to the throne of grace That means Not in my confidence But in the confidence of what he has done Amen. So I come boldly saying, God, it is not by power, it is not by might, it is by your spirit. Amen. Okay, another scripture. I guess I have 1 John 1 7. It says, If we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. That means walking with Jesus brings a security that also means that I am not walking in offense, you know Malcolm Magrige, I don't know whether you know anybody heard about Malcolm Magrige, he said this, Christians are the most forgiven people but Christians are the most offended people also and it's so true you know, We are so touch me not planned. Oh, he didn't greet me this pastor only says hello to all the girls you know, that's not me by the way <laughs> in Jesus name, you know if this is the thing. Very big offense. Oh, he didn't give me. You know, I stopped going to pastors' meeting. I used to run pastors' meeting every year, three three times a year. We invite two to three hundred people. Stop doing it. Why? Because you fail to give one pastor a prayer. They will go and get offended. You know, and it's such an offense spirit we carry. I want to challenge this. I want to create. And my prayer is Papa's house people will be the tough lawn coating people, least offended. You know, that like, whatever, man. Amen. That, that will be our, our attitude. That will be a way like, least offended. Amen. I wrote down here, let me read this. Um, when you are offended, which part of Jesus who lives in you is offended? That's the question we need to ask. Every time when we offended how offense comes? Offense comes through resentment and bitterness. Hello? So, offense comes when you come closer with some person. And the more closer you get to the person, the chances are that person can offend you. See, Obama never offended me. Trump never offended me because I am not their friend. Hello? But my wife has offended me a thousand times and I have offended her maybe a million times. Why? Because, my goodness, I've been married with her for the last eight and a half years. So, chances are the more closer you get to that person, that person can offend you. But make in your heart your determination. Nobody gets up in the morning and says, Today morning, I'm going to choose to offend Dr. Jerry. How can I craft that in my mind? Nobody does that. Nobody. It's, it's, we all human. We make mistakes. We do it intentionally or unintentionally. We make mistakes. Turn to someone and say, "You are sitting not next to a superhero. You are sitting next to an ordinary man who has got a Teflon coating—the blood of Christ." Amen. Now you say, "You are you are not a superhero." You see that one is very louder. I I knew this. I knew this. I was just trying it out, how to say the first time. I knew that's very very louder. No, anyway. Okay. All right so third one this, this is going to be the most interesting one so the first one is the name of Jesus that means it gives my identity Christ defines my life blood of Jesus Teflon coating that means I am secured in Christ the third one which is the most important thing in Papa's house is the word of God is there? okay what is the word of God? that's my authority write down the statement enemy doesn't care about your opinion enemy is scared of God's opinion Amen enemy doesn't care about your opinion but enemy is scared of God's opinion what does that mean the moment you open your mouth word of God comes out, he's scared you try to manipulate nothing works you try to beg that's why in the kingdom it's not begging bargaining, bribing it's believing Bible is for believers, not for beggars Amen. religion is for beggars, bargainers Lord if you do this I will do this you bring this girl in my life and my first month salary I will give it to you you look very holy to me I am not saying you do this you know, these are just normal examples anyway so the word of God Okay, let me read this beautiful verse Isaiah 40 I guess uh, let me, 40 verse 8 it says the grass withers and the flower falls but the word of our God endures forever what does that mean? Things around you, the words fall. How many of you ever heard a promise from your friend and they never kept it? Hello? Yes? How many of you you, you, you were in a crisis and you say, you went for help and that person says, call me anytime you need help. And the most time when you are in help, you call and the phone goes, this telephone number does not exist. <laughs> Hello? This is the thing. The word of God never, never, never fails. And I want to tell you this, guys, with all of my heart. Every culture you take, I emphasize this on the life group, every culture you take, every culture needs a transformation. Without transformation, no revival happens. Okay? The first way to transform a culture is to sh- preach the word. 300 years ago, Bartholomew Ziegenberg came to my country came to my state, he learned Tamil, he learned Hebrew, he learned Greek and he translated Bible. Out of that came Malayalam Bible, Tamil Bible. Hello. Today, 100 million Tamilians, 30 million Malayalis have Bible in their language. There is something beautiful about reading the word of God in your mother tongue. The first time I opened the Bible and I started reading, I said, I said, I'm not speaking in tongues but, uh, this is the thing You know, I, I encourage us to think like this there is a website if you can go and look at it it's called endbiblepoverty.com you got to look at it they say the Wycliffe guy says there are 7000 languages only 2900 languages have Bible still there are 1680 languages don't have Bible my friends the word of God always brings a revival South Africa for example the word was brought in, revival happened they was brought into the Afrikaans and to the English culture that's why they become, revival happened but you look at other languages like Zulu, Zuanas, Zutus you know, Sohilis, these languages never got revival, why? because they were not introduced to the word of God same with Germany the first bible the first book was printed what is the bible hello that's why martin luther he was climbing the stairs and he heard this voice saying the just shall live by faith so he took those pieces and he nailed it on the roman hello I'm, I'm not this is not a harry potter story by the way this is real stuff and he said this is what's happening the word of god it brought transformation you take languages after languages. English, the same. Latin was the way people were pre- reading Bible. English, that's why the King James, he was the one who started. Although he went through persecution even to start. You understand, everywhere, you take a nation, before any revival, the word was preached. The word was preached. Same with China. The word was preached. I smuggled the Bibles 10 years ago to the mainland China. And it was not an easy thing. But the word was preached. Today, the fastest growing church is not in America. It's in China. 130 million Bible-believing Christians are there in China. 130 million. You know, we still say, oh, only 3%, 4%. That's a lie. In the name of Jesus, that's, the word of God is our authority. God is going to turn this nation, India, upside down. Amen. One day, nation of India will bow before the king of kings. That's beautiful. You know, prophecy is beautiful. I, I, told, I don't know whether I told you the story uh, two days ago. I think I shared it in this in life group. Prophecies are good. I believe in prophecy. But what's going to really change is the word of God. Word needs to reach. And I believe in Papa's house, we will strive to see. Ask people in your friends. Hey, do you carry a Bible? Can I give you a Bible? You know, I was in Darling Bakery. Uh, three days ago, uh, just to grab some puffs or whatever. And this guy was uh, in the counter. He was like, like this all the time. I asked him, what is that? "Uh, I have a toothache. And I said, oh, toothache, you take medicine. I said, yeah, I took medicine, nothing works. And then I took my puffs, I walked back. The Holy Spirit is saying, you got your puffs? The guy is having a pain, go and pray. Like, get behind me, Satan, I need to eat my puffs. Hello? Sometimes you feel like that, no? The Holy Spirit voice is like the demon's voice. <laughs> and then finally you feel like, Okay, Lord, you win. And then you go back. And I asked him, What's your name? Sundram sir. You know, I'm a pastor. I want to pray for you. Jesus can bring healing. I don't know whether he got healed or not. But at least you are there to bring the truth. You know, how many guys came every day in the morning, God pops, and asked him, You see... Christians are not just to keep ourselves Sunday Sunday come and do a Kumbaya thing and then live the rest of our lives we are called to carry the kingdom everywhere we go so what is this thing the word of God it is our authority amen Heidi Baker says the reason God uses her in healing is not because she is anointed she says God gives me so much love for people and I don't even pray for healing I just love on them and that's become my goal I don't know whether I've seen healing so much But I have gone and just pray on them. Just give them a hug and say, Jesus loves you. God loves you, man. Keep loving. And the more... You know, the Bible says, every time Jesus, before he did a healing, the Bible says, he was moved in compassion. Compassion is the ultimate fall of feeling. The first one is sympathy. Power. That's the sympathy level. Power. Then is the empathy. Sympathy means for you. Shame. Empathy is... Oh, maybe I can try to fix you. Compassion is not that. Compassion means I will take my life, even if it costs my life, I'll fix. Jesus had compassion. Jesus never had sympathy or empathy. Jesus had compassion. Amen? So the word of God is the ultimate reality in our life. So let me tell you this. I wrote down this. Fear of God means obedience, not just pious or religious trembling. What does that mean? The word of God brings authority. Authority brings fear of God. Fear of God is not trembling. You know, people say, oh, holy Bible, don't keep it on the floor. You know, of course, we have to be culturally sensitive. One guy stood on the Bible and he said, the word is my lamp. When I was uh, doing my DTS, one of my friends, is from another country. So he did that. I I cannot do that. Imagine if I do this here, standing on the Bible. Probably some of you will be offended. The Teflon coating is gone. Hello? But I, I have to be also culturally sensitive. I cannot leave. You know, if you go to other countries, they leave the Bible on the floor. And and first that was a shocking thing when I left India. I was in South Africa and in Europe. They leave the Bible on the floor and then it's the feet is so close to them. And I took the Bible and I gave it to them. And they said, no, 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 leave it down. We keep it here. This is our holy, this is the holy place. No? Ayah. Trumbling ayah. <laughs> somehow we feel like you know unnadamaanavil anyway guys my point is this the word of god is our authority what's your authority is the authority of people is the authority of god uh, Luke chapter 11 verse 28 says blessed are those who hear the word of god and obey it what does it mean word of god is not just an opinion that you can just take it or you know oh yeah yeah it's not a suggestion the word of God actually brings authority when you step out in faith and do it. So I really want to challenge this. If you heard God and you're not hearing God again, you're going through a silence time, don't think God is not speaking. God is not a magician to prove he is powerful. God will give you a word and if you're not it, he's not going to give you another word. Hello? So step out in faith. If you don't hear God, do, do what God has told you in the past. Keep doing it. Keep being faithful. Sometimes people say, I don't hear God lately. I always ask them, what was God telling you before? Are you doing it? Ah, you know, so challenge yourself in such a way that the word of God is your final authority. Amen? Okay, take the helmet of salvation. That's Ephesians six seventeen says. Helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Guys, the armor has got six things, no? And I don't have time to go into the detail. The six things of armor, all the five... Or offensive warfare Only one is the defensive warfare The helmet of salvation That's a defensive warfare to cover your mind The breastplate of righteousness That's to cover your heart The belt of truth That's to cover your nakedness Because the enemy likes to pull your pants down and say shame shame puppy shame That's why we need to guard it by the truth Okay And then the shield of faith Which is also a defense And then the feet That comes with the readiness to preach the gospel of peace That's also a defense. That means you are called to be an ambassador of Christ. All this are defense. Only one thing in the spiritual warfare, when God has equipped us, is the sword of the spirit. That means enemy can never be one in your life without the word of God. That's why it's important. You put that word not on the shelf, not on your mobile phone, but in your heart. Amen. That's why quiet time is very important. That's why seeking the word, Bible says, early morning I got up and I sought your word, Lord. Bible says, Jesus left the crowd alone to be the mountain connected with the Father. Moses took his tent, left the crowd, pitched his tent outside to connect with the Father. Quiet time with God is never a waste of time. Cultivate a relationship with the word. The word of God is the written word of God, is the living word of God, is the spoken word of God. It is the most important opinion in your life. It's so important that you need to hold on to this word. Amen. So let me read a couple of more scriptures. I guess it says, Proverbs 30 verse 5 says, The word of God is flawless. The word of God is flawless. He is a shield to those who take refuge in Him. 1 Peter 1.23 says, you have been born again, not of the perishable seed, but of the imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. I want to focus here for a minute. Living and enduring word of God. What does it mean? God is in a good mood. He's not going to change. Hello? People say, don't approach this manager now. He's not in a good mood. Hello? You want leave? Don't ask your HOD right now. Hello? There is no such thing called mood swing in the mind of God. God is in a good mood. Turn to someone and say, God is always in a good mood. God is not mad at you. Keep looking at them. God is not mad at you. God is not sad at you. God is glad over you. Amen. This is the reality. God is glad over us. So that's why we go with boldness. Hello. Can I ask you one honest question? How many times you had a powerful encounter with the Lord and then you had dipped? You had a boom. Yeah? You had an argument with the family. You know, you suddenly lashed out something with your wife that you shouldn't say. Or maybe you watched something. But you had a powerful, glorious time. And then you feel so guilty to approach God. Anybody? Any witness? Yes? My grandmother used to be a travel agent, organize guilt trips. She was a wonderful travel agent organizing guilt trips. And a lot of people, the religious folks, love to arrange guilt trips for you. Oh, you ate during communion time, huh? Guilt trips. And the guilt trip says, you can approach God based on your righteousness. Turn to someone and say, it doesn't matter. I fall fall. or keep falling falling. what matters is I I rise up and come boldly to the throne of grace. See, I'm not giving you license to sin. Bear my heart. Hear my heart, please. Grace does not ignore sin. Grace empowers holiness. Hello? Jesus never said, Oh, I flirted with this girl because he lived... Only 30 years old. Hello? And he lived in a land of those beautiful Jewish girls. And he never said, Ah, it's Grace, brother. Father, it's Grace. I'm just, you know, just WhatsApping. Hello? Today we don't flirt physically, but we flirt virtually. Hello? We have emojis for that. You look very holy to me. I'm not saying you're doing that. Watch out. Guys, be careful how you communicate to opposite sex it's not like physically there is emotional connection also be careful where you connect, how you talk hello so grace does not ignore sin, grace does not brush it off it's okay, chalta hai, no 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 grace empowers obedience amen so the word of God is the ultimate word the last one let me recap it, first one is the name of Jesus it's my identity second one, the blood of Jesus the flon coating. I have the security. Amen. That means no one can attack me. Attack comes, I will still overcome. I may fall, but I'll wake up and get up walking. Amen. The third one is the word of God. That's my authority. I'm not worried, worried about other people's word. I'm holding on to the word of God. And the last but not the least, it's a beautiful thing. On all of this is what it stands. Praise and worship. What is praise and worship? Is our attitude. Hello. This is. These are the four foundations of Papa's house. We believe this strongly. We believe in the Word of God. We believe in the name of Jesus. We believe in the blood of Jesus. Only the blood of Jesus can cleanse us, set us free. Not blood of Jesus plus your forty days of fasting and prayer. All these are important. I love fasting. I have taken twenty-one days full fasting. Not to puff up myself. I'm not saying this because I'm a feasting guy. God put me on a road to deal with me, not to earn salvation, but as a form of disciplining myself to come closer more. Amen? Fasting doesn't change God. It changes my heart towards God. Amen? Fasting is not, oh, Charles is fasting. God is not going to bite his fingers and say, what to do? Son, do something. No. Fasting aligns me with the thought and mind of God. Why? Because I am free of distractions and we love we took 40 days fasting when we had this miracle meet afternoon couple of days we took the entire church went through fasting so I want to challenge us not to think oh fasting is no more no it's important but we don't earn anything through fasting amen are we clear okay so the last one is the praise and worship what does that mean that's our attitude that means my worship doesn't stop after 40 minutes when I come and take the microphone worship doesn't stop or start when we start playing the keyboard. We thank God for this keyboard. Somebody gave us this. We didn't have this money. Somebody gave us. We didn't have, we started with 250 rupees microphone. Nobody knows. You know, nothing was here. So everything was a miracle. How God provided. All these things are not the end of worship. Worship is not an event. Worship is a lifestyle. What is worship? I give God number one in every area of my life. Amen? That's worship. Every area of my life, I give God. So, enter the gates. This is a beautiful verse. Enter the gates with thanksgiving and quotes with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. I don't know about you guys. Many times, many times we do this. When we get up in the morning, we go with the grocery list and say, God, give me this, give me that. The Bible says... Enter his gates with thanksgiving. What is the first thing that comes out of your mouth? (laughs) Old Android phone. Android is very annoyed. I'm annoyed by Android. No, that's not the attitude. Enter the gates with thanksgiving. Say, good morning, Papa. I love you. Thank you so much. He who guards me neither slumber nor sleeps. My help comes from the maker of heaven and earth. Declare the praises. Praise him. Tell him how beautiful he is, how awesome he is, how great he is. Can we do that? Like, take 30 seconds. Declare who God is. Just take, lift up your voices. Say, God, you are so awesome. The one who created the heavens and earth dwells in us. The address of God is no more the temple or a mosque or a church. The address of God is my heart. Open your mouth. Just declare the goodness of God. Lord, I thank you. You are so marvelous. We, our hearts are filled with praise when we think about your works. It's so beautiful. Thank you daddy. Thank you for the beautiful thing that you have done in our life. The salvation, the righteousness, uh, the sanctification. You know the sanctification, justification, those are fancy words for calling. Justification means you are clean in the eyes of God. Blood of Jesus justified you. You owe nothing. What justification means? You owe nothing. Papa's blood through his son paid everything. Sanctification is a process. Hello? Discipleship that's why I always say discipleship is discipline. Discipleship is not an event. Discipleship is a process. Hello? If you just touch Bible only on Sunday and the next Sunday, what's gonna happen is that's how your strength is gonna be. But if you cultivate a relationship with the word, you connect every day in the morning. I know most of you working like crazy, you are bond, even though you are free in Christ. Some of you have bond in CMC. You know, I understand all those complications. But find some pocket where you can say, I connect with daddy. Yes, daddy. You know this, we live in a culture where so much technology has come. Now, some of you living in Bhagayam campus, you need to go to the main campus. It takes 30 minutes. You turn on the U version. You play one book you can read. You know, Hebrews take only 13 minutes to read. Sorry, 26 minutes so the entire book of Hebrews you can read in 26 minutes. Okay, I am car sick, brother. That to this bus, that driver is changing gears without blushing the clutch. You can complain. But play it in a new version, just like audio. Listen to that. Don't listen to the Gangam style on the YouTube. Hello? I mean, makes sense what I'm saying? You, what do you do? You're cultivating yourself. You're adding. Miles Munder, one of my heroes, he says, you know, don't seek success. Add value to yourself, people will look for that success in you. Add value to yourself. Put the word inside. The more you put the word inside from the shelf, from the phone, you put it inside your heart. When you open your mouth, what happens? The word of God comes. Amen. So that's called attitude of praise. Let me go to another scripture. It says Hebrews 13:15. Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, fruit of lips that openly profess his names. I have seen people the moment you say let's pray they are like Jesus breath is last breath and then hung his head let's pray let's pray like this Hey, CSK is playing where, hello, where I don't know why I think we got that from our religious mindset because religious teaches you pious, pious means externally, let's pray okay I'm not talking to anyone huh? this is for someone who's watching online okay, you look very holy to me so this is generally okay? you might know someone that's why you're laughing so but the moment your favorite football team or a match my favorite team is CSK when they play you don't say let's pray oh Dhoni is doing helicopter shot no you don't do that you are just eagerly waiting my point is this open the fruit of your lips open it declare it Share, God, you are so awesome. I love you. You are so beautiful. Amen? Not even one amen? Amen. amen. Let's read one more scripture. This is a beautiful psalm. Psalms 40 says, He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to a God. Many will see and fear the Lord, and they put their trust in Him. You see the word many? Many will see. What does that mean? The word many basically will only happen when we open. That says, "He put a new song in my mouth, hymn of praise." What are we humming when we open our mouth? What songs of praise comes out? Or are we just like whatever, you know? Many times Christians are more depressed than the non-Christians, and they look at us and say, "I would rather be where I am instead of joining your club." We should be the most joyful people because you know why? Kingdom of God is peace, joy, and righteousness. So one third of the kingdom is joy. We must be the most happy people on planet earth. Knuckle someone and say, you're sitting next to the most happy person. Amen? If you're sitting next to your wife, you can say, baby, you're sitting next to the most happy man. Amen? You can do some prophetic statements later. Okay? <laughs> okay. Are we, are we clear? Okay, these four things. What is the first one? The name of Jesus that's my identity he defines my life what is the second one the blood of Jesus he buys blood I'm secure I'm no offended yes offense may come but I'm not going to dwell in offense hello forgiveness is instant trust is a process hello so our goal is not to wait for other people to be reconciled no just let go forgive bless that person just say Nallar. and that's it move forward And the third one is the word of God. That's my authority. Amen? It's not over. Not over. You know, when my visa for UK got rejected because they interviewed me and then they found out, you know, I asked, what did you do? I said, I went to one church. How much offering they gave? I said, an amount. And I was like 20,000 rupees. And oh, okay. And then they rejected. You cannot preach with a tourist visa. I mean, which many people do that. And then the Holy Spirit said, put all the passport and stand on it. So I have my stack of passport. I stood on it. And I said, in Jesus' name, you call me, you said to me when I was... 19 years old, ask of me, I will give you the nations as my inheritance. So, Lord, you took me to 98 countries. UK, you can do it. The next time I applied, God needs Why? Because I am not going to take His word as my opinion. The opinion of God is the most important opinion in my life. Amen. And the last one, how we do this is the praise and worship. It doesn't stop here, it's not praise and worship first 30 minutes in the morning. And the last 10 minutes to make us feel. No, 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 no. Praise and worship is nothing to do with our feeling. It's our heart attitude. I may feel terrible. I may feel horrible. I may feel depressed. I may feel unworthy. But that doesn't count. What counts? I am a child of God. I give him praise. He is worthy to be praised. Lord, I thank you. Your life in my, my life is beautiful because of your life. Amen. Isn't it beautiful? Acts 16.25, at midnight Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and other prisoners were listening to them. By the way, they were not running an all night prayer there. Okay? It's not like they had chai and everything. They were in between stocks. They were praying. That means you may go through mess. You may go through painful time but your heart is rejoicing. Amen? I always say this. Following Jesus does not mean life will go easy. Following Jesus means sometimes life will go worst. But the Bible says, He will promise to fulfill what He has promised. Amen.